0: Good morning everyone. How are we doing today? It is Saturday, October 10th and this is of course your daily financial news. A lot of things going on in the world. We're going to highlight a couple of things going on that could be impacting your investing, your money, your real estate. Do me a favor. We are currently about 91 subscribers short of the great 10,000 mark. Look forward to getting there sometime this month. If you want to be a part of that journey, to the first 10,000, go ahead and hit that subscribe button. And as always, if you like what we do here, give me a quick thumbs up. It helps the YouTube algorithm according to Graham Stephan. So first couple of things coming out, we're going to talk about the week ahead. The week ahead is going to be, in my opinion, market moving because of the earnings that we get to review. Uh, next week, we have plenty of bank earnings. And we are really going to start to find out how much stress they're under, right? How much stress do they foresee? And what, if anything, they are doing to earn profits? A couple of things. Uh, you can actually go back because these daily financial news go back every day. Uh, and check us out 90 days ago when we were talking about the banks. 90 days ago, last quarter, they all made money trading. Basically, 90 days ago, if you were trading, right, the market was just coming off the bottom. And Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, uh, who else? Uh, Morgan Stanley, Goldman Sachs, and Citigroup. Sorry, Citigroup was the other. All had huge profits, but it was all trading profit. We have been pretty much range bound this quarter. So it is going to be interesting to see uh, if they have the same kind of success uh, or. What might be more likely is maybe there's one or two that were successful and the other one took it on the chin and were less successful. Last quarter, again, they all crushed it. Uh, It's going to see also what kind of lost reserves. The last two quarters, so 180 days ago and 90 days ago, banks were putting billions of dollars away in reserves. I do not think that is over. Uh, We obviously, you and I think. Uh, residential real estate, forbearance, foreclosures, REOs in the single family space. I believe and have been sharing with you, I think the real pain is in commercial. We are going to see some commercial valuations and technical defaults that are eye-popping. If you want to see how easily a commercial property could go down 50% with just minor adjustments, I did a video earlier this week with Jonathan Twomley and actually posted just the math portion. I think it was Thursday. And if you want to see how the math works in a commercial building with cap rates and expenses and NOI and all of that confusing stuff, Jonathan and I I went. And again, I cut it out just so you can look at the math. It is pretty eye-opening. So think hotel, think office, think retail think urban class a all are in for a great reap is going to be in technical default right they will have broken loan covenants then it's going to be up to the bank does the bank want to replace the operator maybe does the bank want to wipe out the equity maybe do they want to extend and pretend there's going to be some very difficult choices coming up in the commercial market And I believe that's where the greatest pain is. So I'm going to be interested to see, you know, what Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Goldman, Morgan Stanley talk about for uh, loan loss reserves. Because I think they're going to go up. And I don't think they have the same trading profits they had in Q2. So it'll be interesting. It's going to be it'll be a moving week. Just so you have the details. Tuesday, we come out hot with Citigroup before the market opens. Uh, In addition to Tuesday, you have Johnson & Johnson also coming uh, out uh, in the morning. Wednesday, really the retail banks, Bank of America, Wells Fargo. Uh, Then you also have Goldman. And also coming out Wednesday is going to be United Airlines. United Airlines. I I couldn't believe the numbers that I saw for their estimates. First off, they're going to estimate that uh, United Airlines is going to earn $2.5 billion dollars. 2.5 billion dollars but i just can't believe this next number they are estimating that united is going to lose seven dollars and 56 cents a share (laughs) that's i'm not sure i've ever heard of a loss in a single quarter seven dollars and 56 cents man that's crazy so we'll see uh, Thursday is a big day, obviously, uh, unemployment claims, specifically new unemployment claims. I, uh, it's going to be this week or next week. My opinion, my guess, my gut is um, we get off the bottom, right? If you, Jonathan, uh, yeah, Jonathan and I talk yesterday, uh, we've been kind of plateaued around 850, 840 for new claims, which is horrific. By any other standards let's not get used to that but i think we're going to start to tick up one of these it could be this week or it might be next week we're going to break the 900 level and then oh watch out i see a million i see a million new claims in october jonathan thinks it's later in november but we shall see uh and then friday just because i wanted to round it out um oh, i'm sorry thursday we have morgan's Hello, folks. I'm sorry about, Uh, and they are about a month to six weeks of going out of business. No new content, no blockbusters. They're really getting crushed with everybody pushing to 2021. Uh, Again, I've never heard of theaters asking for a bailout. We always talk about the airlines, but man, theaters are in real trouble. And again, fourth generation theater, right? Sixth largest in the country, uh, on on the doorstep of bankruptcy. Something that caught my attention that I will likely do a discussion on later is the disparity between millennials and baby boomers. Uh, Let me describe what I'm referring to. So obviously, I don't know if you know this, maybe you probably do, but millennials now, by sheer numbers, is the largest population group, right? They passed the baby boomers here recently. But it is kind of shocking how wealth is distributed. Millennials only make up about 4.6% of the overall wealth in in America or the US, while baby boomers make up 53%. Now, hold on. It's you would kind of expect that, right? The older you are, the more time you've had to accrue wealth. But this goes beyond that. If we rewind the clock to 1989 where baby boomers were where millennials are now, if you catch my drift, Uh, Baby boomers in 1989 made up 21%. So almost 5x where millennials are. This, I believe, is going to be very very interesting the next two decades. Because again, no secret, the baby boomers are older. And they have over 50% of the wealth. Then you have millennials who outnumber them and getting to that age where voting really becomes a thing instead of that cute one-off we really could see a change in our senate house presidency going forward when millennials start to flex their muscles right today at least if you look at the president we have two folks over 70 running at least on the main tickets running for election I don't think you're going to see that ever again. Millennials are going to start to flex their muscle. Millennials have a right. I don't know if it's a right, but you can certainly understand while they are a little upset that they haven't got their piece of the American pie. Again, they're 5X behind what would be their, would call that their parents or their grandparents. I don't know. Anyways, it's not okay. Okay. So some of this is because college was more expensive. Some of this was because they chose to rent versus own. But the fact that millennials own 2% of the stocks. The millennials should be pissed. Millennials need to get theirs. Um, Yeah, it is um, interesting. And this came from, actually, I took a note. Where did this article come from? Because... Uh, let's see. I'll cite it. I'm actually going to do a hot take on this because it's so meaningful. Um, I don't have the source, but I'll get the source before the next video. All right, everyone. This is uh, your daily financial news. Lots of stuff going on. Uh, I guess the last thing to talk about is stimulus. Uh, I just saw, or actually I saw yesterday, that the president is now offering 1.8 trillion from 1.6. But I got to tell you, I'm infused i thought when wednesday we stopped negotiating i guess now we're negotiating nothing in the trillions or even billions for that matter but several things in the eight figures or eight figures seven and eight figures and uh, you don't negotiate against yourself and without a counter seems like that's what we're doing so uh I'm very confused about what's going on with stimulus. It seems very chaotic and, and like no negotiation I've ever seen or been a part of or even read about. I think the chances of anything getting done um getting done by uh yeah, anything getting done by the election is, is near impossible at this point. So uh and yes, I just saw that the, the title of this video is wrong, so I will change it. Thank you for catching that. All right, everybody, we'll talk to you in about 19 minutes to do Q&A, okay? Thank you. Bye-bye.